0: Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach, Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now, here's Jessica.
1: Hey, guys, this is Jessica, and welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is episode number 51. And I do have another great interview for you today, but before we get into that, I just wanted to chat with you for a minute. I miss you guys, so every week that goes by, I am just like, oh man, I really wish I'd like to talk to everybody and and get some things out there or whatever. So I'm going to start doing a better job of that. I've really um, I have a ... I just You know i'm trying i'm not trying to make excuses but i am just not that great on the whole social media stuff but i want to get better because i want to be able to interact with you guys more and um put better content out there for you that that we can be connected in other ways than just you listening to this podcast every Tuesday so I'm hopeful that I'm going to be getting better at that I'm I'm figuring some things out and hopefully putting some things in place like I will be on Roku um is that how you say it Roku Roku (laughs) Oh, man, I better figure that out, huh? So, um, I will make an announcement about that when I have, when that uh, is live. So, Um, I will have a channel on there so that's pretty exciting Uh, that's a big deal so excited about that I'll give you more information when that comes along but I am going to be working on my YouTube channel I've had one for quite some time and I think I actually do have one video on there maybe there's two I don't honestly even know how I got that video on there but I am going to work on trying to put some more content on YouTube and I know last week I told you guys that I am building some classes online so I'm still working on that and that's uh, just going to take a little bit of time but working on that working on some collaborative projects with some other uh, podcasters and NTP um, you know nutritional therapy practitioners and things like that so should be fun I've got some just some great things in the works I hope so looking forward to doing more of that and connecting with you guys on those other levels so that should be really fun And I also want to let you guys know that um, my I I know if you've been on a waiting list, I will be reaching out um, soon to those of you who have been waiting uh, for the one-on-one coaching. But I do have spots opening up again, finally. So here in the next... you know, couple of weeks, I'll be reaching out to those of you that are on the waiting list. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching, you can go to my website and get some uh, more information on that. Uh, if you scroll down to the bottom, uh, kind of the bottom area of my website, I have changed the way that I am doing one-on-one coaching a little bit. So um, now that I am Uh, doing more traveling and uh, seminars, uh, speaking um, and workshops and whatnot. Uh, The one-on-one coaching is going to change a little bit in order to uh, just work with my schedule. So I have um, what I call private success coaching, and that is a – you you can read about that on the the website – um, that's more of like a one-time, like we'll come up with a plan for you, that type of thing. Um, and then you have access to me via email. And then I have advanced wellness consulting and that um, is on there as well. And then I also offer company wellness events that I can do. So whether that is um, an event at your office or at um, you know some kind of uh, retreat or something that you have coming up, I'd be happy to work with you in regards to that as well so um but before we get started let me tell you about my guest so my guest today is tom king and um tom is part ceo part personal development work and part biohacker info geek Uh, he's a self-confessed serial entrepreneur while his favorite book list contains many success oriented and personal development classics The traditional definition of achieving success, e.g. making a lot of money, is not what inspires or motivates King. And I would totally agree with this Uh, in my own personal life. And I really, this is part of where I think I just connect with him and his kind of philosophy. He follows more of a, you aren't doing well enough well unless you're also doing some good line of thinking. King's company has been built around the simple principle of doing the right thing. In 1999, Tom's personal passion for food and his concern over the explosion of metabolic disease led him to found Staviva Brands also known, uh, now known as Icon Foods, with a mission to help food manufacturers replace unhealthy sugars in their products with natural options. With 20 years of R&D work, Tom has helped hundreds of manufacturers improve the quality of their products. In recent years, his passion for food and optimal health have intersected with his embrace of a ketogenic, low-carb, high-fat diet. And he has got a great book out, guys, um, called Guy Gone Keto. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that book in this interview. We're also going to talk about some of the projects that he has in the works right now through Icon Foods and some of the things that they are developing that are very exciting to us keto listeners. Um, He has a um, a line of condiments coming out that he says are going to be amazing. They include barbecue sauce, which I'm super excited about. Um, He does... You know, as you may have guessed from the original name of this company, was Teviva Brands. Um, He uh, is, you know, does work with stevia, stevia, uh, in addition to erythritol and some uh, monk fruit, and some other exciting sweeteners. One that we are going to talk about a little bit in this podcast is allulose. So if you have not heard the talk about allulose, um, definitely tune into this episode, guys, because you're going to learn about the up-and-coming allulose, and it really could be a game changer for those of us who do uh, the ketogenic lifestyle, but still do like to enjoy sweet treats every now and then. And I know that there are some uh, you know, podcasters out there, some coaches, some nutritionists, whatever, that uh, you know, don't agree necessarily with the sweets and having those types of things. Uh, you know, and I, I do understand where they're coming from on that. As I definitely do feel like once you have gone keto and you're, you know, enjoying this lifestyle, you really don't crave sweets like you used to. And and that's part of the beauty of this lifestyle is that you just don't need the sweets like you once did. But, you know, This is a lifestyle for me, guys. And in order for this to be sustainable for me for life, you cannot tell me that I am never again going to have a cookie or a piece of cake or, you know, uh, a peanut butter cup or a caramel or (laughs) a cupcake. or I mean, you name it. That's just not going to happen for me. Um, You know, I'm still I I still believe that that is. Some of life's little pleasures is enjoying those things. And especially as a mom to five kiddos, I would never expect them to, you know, just give up uh, having anything like that. And, you know, I'm always uh, very consciously looking for good alternatives to sugar and. You know, kind of weighing the the pros and cons of these different sweeteners, and you know, my favorites, which I've talked about on here before, are have been erythritol and stevia. Um, a lot of times, stevia to me does have a little bit of an aftertaste. I have kind of a a harder time with stevia and a lot of things. Um, erythritol. I feel like, and I talk a little bit about this with Tom, I feel like erythritol does have a tendency to make me uh, retain water, so I do uh, bloat a little bit with erythritol. And it's not like a stomach bloat thing, it's more like uh, I can just feel the a little bit of swelling um, in my body, my legs specifically, I can feel it. So it's kind of strange, uh, But but anyway real to me nonetheless and uh, monk fruit I use very so often but uh, the you know I'm I'm always kind of concerned and checking on you know is this is this causing an insulin response in me you know what is this you know how is this affecting my body chemistry and so you know I'm always kind of looking at those things and testing those things and and trying to figure out Uh, what works best and the allulose sweetener that is being developed sounds uh, really incredible and I'm really looking forward to that coming out and uh, being used in products so anyway so guys tune into this episode listen to our our um, interview here I think you guys are going to get a lot of great information from Tom and be sure to check out his book Guy Gone Keto and I will link to all of this in the show notes and make sure to listen to my uh, wrap-up at the end because I do have a great announcement for all you listeners welcome to the podcast Tom I'm so happy to have you here today
0: Thanks, Jessica. It's really it's really an honor for me to be, to be on your podcast, and thank you very much for, for hosting me.
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, so, before we get started, I have been digging around and doing some research on you and um, have your book and all that fun stuff, so I know who I'm talking to, but can you just tell my listeners a little bit about you and kind of what you're doing right now and kind of how you are in this whole keto space?
0: Um, Well, my name is Tom King, and I am the CEO of Icon Foods, and Icon Foods is a uh, supplier of ingredients uh, specifically to sports nutrition companies and food manufacturers that are looking to um, cut back on added sugars. So our company actually manufactures a variety of different sweetening systems that are used in protein drinks and bars and beverages and confectionery, just about everything that you can think of, um, that caters to the ketogenic uh, community. Um, And I'm also the author of a book entitled Guy Gone Keto.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's a great book, by the way. (laughs) And um, so tell us a little bit about that, like what inspired you to write the book and why are Mm. you a Guy Gone Keto?
0: That's, that's a great question. I mean, the book is definitely not a diet book. It's a lifestyle book and it, it, it really, it's, it's, it's motivational, but it's also, it's sort of a a confessional for me too. It was, I, you know, have been running my business since 1999. Um, and I had been in, I had stuck with a keto diet um, on and off since, since Atkins basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what would happen is I would go on a keto diet. I'd lose 10, 15 pounds, then I'd go off and I'd be back on carbs and that 10, 10 or 15 pounds would come back plus five extra pounds. So Mm -hmm. it really sort of culminated, um, in a, in a trip to Las Vegas, I was at a trade show and I'd just been out to dinner with, um, Uh, with one of my clients and we had steak and wine and then finished off our, our dinner with a big dessert. And, uh, I went back to my room in Las Vegas and, um, just the, the, you know, it's Las Vegas and they say, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. There's, there's a reason for that. The, the room that I was in really smelled like just like stale booze and regret and so i found myself sitting in there thinking what am i doing um fell asleep woke up the next morning looked in the mirror i'm 35 pounds overweight more than 35 pounds overweight and just puffy low energy and i couldn't stand looking at myself in the mirror because i felt like i was the biggest hypocrite on the face of the planet because i have a food ingredient company that caters to companies that manufacture ketogenic or keto friendly food. And here I'm 35 pounds overweight and not keto and eating pizza and drinking wine and being, being basically a slob. Mm -hmm. And at that point, at that point, I think that the pain of being that slob exceeded the pleasure that I was, that I was deriving from it. And I just told myself, this is the end. This is the absolute end of this particular lifestyle, and this will be the beginning of my journey um, going keto.
1: Yeah, so is that what inspired you to write this book, is just to be able to share that this information that you had with other people so that they could also kind of get out of this lifestyle that perhaps they didn't want to be in?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I want, I want people to, you know, when they read the book, I want them to feel empowered. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that part of that empowerment process is, is to know that anybody can do it. And Mm -hmm. if I could do it, you know, somebody who goes to trade shows a lot and travels a lot, you know, and somebody who had some very bad habits of, you know, drinking too much wine, Mm -hmm. eating too many desserts, eating too much bread. I mean, you know, it's, it's a comfortable way to live, but I did want to demonstrate and I wanted to be able to, you know, have that legacy of, of letting people know that you can change your life. You can take a new path, you know, and part of it is, you know, is switching your body off from burning carbs to burning fats and, you know opening your eyes to to living keto
1: mm-hmm. and i think you do a great job of that in your book i read it and i think you do a really good job of helping people you really give people the information that that sometimes they need to kind of open their eyes you know i feel like so many people um were kind of before we come to these realizations we're kind of living in this um just we have like this wool over our eyes, and I, I love how you you know you're very clear with people about the amount of sugar that's in everything, and how much sugar we should be taking in versus how much we actually are bringing in, and um, just kind of helping people to understand like this is this is reality. This is actually when you think you're eating that healthy yogurt, this is actually what you're eating. You might as well be eating a mm-hmm. bowl of ice cream, <laughs> and just helping people to you know, go, wow, I didn't even realize this. Like I thought that's what I was supposed to eat. It's called light and fit <laughs> or, you know, whatever it is. So I think you did a really good job with that. And I, I love that that you're um, reaching people in that that way.
0: Wow. I I really appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I think hidden sugars, I think hidden sugars are, are I mean, truly the, the public enemy number one, because mm-hmm. you you don't realize that. I mean, just about every processed food out there has sugar. And I think that a lot of consumers don't realize the why behind that. like why is there so much sugar in all of our food? And I mean sugar is an excellent filler. Like you know you can buy you can buy sugar for probably 15 cents a pound. So if you're making a dressing or a ketchup or a barbecue sauce and you want to cut back on tomatoes that are costing you three dollars a pound, and you want to use something that's 15, 15 cents a pound. I mean, it makes, it makes economic sense for food manufacturers to load up sugar or load up their products with sugar, um, and then cut back on the stuff that's more, more nutrient rich. So it's, it's sort of a, I mean, we've got been going down this path for the past, you know, 30 years of, of food manufacturers adding more and more and more sugar, Mm -hmm. but now you're starting to see sort of the deleterious effects of, of that sugar, you know, like, a, an amazing increase in, in cancer rates. Mm-hmm. Um, you're starting to see neurodegenerative diseases, uh, like, uh, dementia and Alzheimer's starting to show up in millennials. Mm. So when you look at the, when you look at the effects of like all of this sugar, you know, that, that we've been, you know, that we've been consuming and then also the, the, You know the untruth about you know sugar giving us energy you know and fats making us fat Mm -hmm. i mean that was something that was pushed through the the sugar industry when just the opposite is true like sugar makes you fat fats will actually make you thin
1: right well and then then you know the sugar industry was certainly happy to perpetuate that myth because i mean that's what happens right we've taken fat out of our food over the last 30 years and when you take something that makes the food taste good, like fat, out of it, you have to replace it with something else, like sugar. <laughs> so the yeah. sugar industry is very happy to tell everybody to eat low fat while they just keep sneaking more and more sugar in because we need more and more sugar for our palates. You know, we're so, they're so skewed right now.
0: Well, absolutely. And I think it doesn't help the fact that, you know, that the sugar industry is subsidized. Yes. So- there's, there's a lot of things that, that need to, that need to change. But I think that, you know, I think that the ketogenic movement, I think that that will help make a change mm-hmm. where consumers are saying, you know what, I'm not buying it if it's loaded with sugar.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely see a big change and part of the kind of the the wellness education that I do is you know you kind of because we're in this sphere um we kind of I think um kind of health you know in the healthcare industry the holistic healthcare wellness whatever you want to call it I think we kind of or at least I do um take for granted that everybody realizes this and knows this but the more uh, seminars I do and education that I do the more I realize that people really don't know and once they they hear the message and they get it. They can't unknow it anymore. (laughs) And you know, I see people start going, you know what, I have to change this. Like, I can't believe this has been happening to me all these years and now I know what's going on. And so, yeah, I think it's a grassroots effort. It's one person at a time, you know, one group at a time and people are, they're getting wiser to this game. And I don't think we're gonna stand for it a whole lot longer.
0: Well, and I also think podcasts like yours, Jessica, are on the forefront of that. So
1: I hope Good so. Job. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Um, so you talk about this being a lifestyle. I could not agree more, mm-hmm. hence the name Keto Lifestyle for the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that people, we really have got to look at it that way and understand that it is really not a diet. It's a way of eating. It's a way of eating that in my opinion, we were created to eat from day one, and we've just gotten very far away from that in uh, you know our society today. But part of what makes it a lifestyle, I think, is the stress management, the sleep, the movement. And I know in your book you talk a lot about uh, some of the things that you like to do to make this a lifestyle, like your workout, your journaling, mm. Um, your morning run, um, kettlebell workout, which I um, I thought was very interesting because you talk about how you heard about that and Tim Ferriss's podcast,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, same for me. <laughs> that, nice. That is exactly where I first heard about kettlebell workout, and that is uh, a workout that I do probably at least three mornings a week. Um, I do a kettlebell routine, but um, so talk to me a little bit about your. Um, Kind of where your movement or your working out, how you how you fit that in, and and where that kind of fits into your ketogenic lifestyle.
0: Well, I I like to refer to that workout as my hour of power. Mm -hmm. So, and my hour of power is really closer to two hours of power. (laughs) So, you know, I generally try to get up about four thirty or five. um,
1: That's early. Which means I
0: have it is, which means (laughs) I have to go to bed by nine. Um, okay, so that, does, that makes me a dull boy. Um, <laughs> but you know, I go to bed really early. I get up very early. The first thing I do is, you know, is obviously hydrate. And then I begin my journaling process. Mm-hmm. And I think journaling, I mean, number one, if you're not doing data collection, you're not going to know where you started or where you're going. Mm-hmm. And so weighing yourself, you know, uh, checking your blood sugar levels, checking your ketone levels. Uh, I mean, I think that's important to mm-hmm. jot down into your journal. Um, if you really want to get, you know, specific with it, you mm-hmm. can use your journal to track macros, like what you're eating, how much fat you're taking in, how many proteins, carbs, fibers, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I use it usually to, to, as the, the blank slate of my day. Um, so I do like to write down, you know, what I'm grateful for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to write down what my purpose is. Mm-hmm. Um and then I like to write down um affirmations like, you know, what do I want to see manifest in my day? After mm-hmm. I'm done journaling, then that's when I, you know, go for a three and a half mile run. Mm-hmm. Um and then I jump on a bike and go at least twenty minutes. Um I do T R X. Uh, which is, you can do in your house if you want, mm-hmm. followed up with a dumbbell workout and kettleballs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When, and I encourage people, it, it that may all sound super intimidating, but you know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Mm-hmm. So if you just lift the kettlebell once, right. count it. The next day, twice. The next day, three times. So, you know, make it a gradual process just as you would with your ketogenic lifestyle and your ketogenic diet is, you know, what is baby steps do not, I I really encourage not people not to go for a super hardcore fast, uh, crash diet and Mm -hmm. losing 30, 40 pounds, you know, in a month or two. Um, I think that that, that describes a diet. But if you're going to do a lifestyle, which is slow and easy, make your target losing a pound or two maybe per week, Um, you know, because I think that that's going to be sustainable. And Mm -hmm. that describes more of a lifestyle.
1: Yes, I, I totally agree with that. Well, that is very inspiring. That sounds like a really great way to start your morning. And uh, I'm sure that you have seen a difference in starting your morning that way. And you're kind of setting the intention for your day versus how I think uh, a lot of people maybe feel like. I know myself prior to becoming ketogenic, for me, I always said, I'm just not a morning person. Like I just, because I would drag myself out of bed and then. You know, maybe two or three cups of coffee later, I would finally start feeling human. And just, I just thought that's the way it's supposed to be. And just not realizing that it doesn't have to be that way. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, that that is a great way to start your day for you, setting that intention. And I think the journaling is uh, awesome. I recommend that all the time, specifically gratitude journaling. Um, I think that's super important for your mindset and cause you know, it's, it's what you focus on is what your focus is going to be on. So if you're focusing on the gratitude and you're focusing on setting your intentions for the day and you're speaking words of affirmation, I mean, that's, that's what you are building into your very being, you know, so I think that's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I mean, to be successful, you know, um, you know, on a ketogenic lifestyle uh is really is ninety percent gonna be mindset.
1: Mm, yes. You I know, can, because
0: you're you know, you're going to have to be giving up things that you might find pleasurable right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it does like if you set your intention and you know and you're willing to have the discipline, um, the payoff is enormous.
1: Right. And I, I feel like I, I hear from a lot of people that they say, wow, you know, how can you do this hmm. diet? This is so, it's so hot. How, don't you crave bread? Like, don't you, you know, all these kind of they just I cannot imagine for, um, there's just, they cannot get out of the mindset that there is no way they could not have rolls before dinner. Um, you know, when they go out or whatever. And I think, um, yeah, if you're setting your intention, you're you're focusing on how this is changing your life for the positive, you're focusing on all the wonderful things you now can do and you can eat and you can participate in and all of the things your mind is now freed for versus all of the things you can't have anymore and you're gonna miss and all this is just a completely different mindset and it makes all the difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely and I mean journaling, filling your head with, you know, with positive thoughts and, you know, setting your intentions and, you know, and defining your outcomes and mm-hmm. that all that's all part and parcel with your success in the in a ketogenic lifestyle.
1: Absolutely. So talk, to, talk to us, Tom, about what your daily, um, what does your daily meals look like? Do you, do you intermittent fast? Do you, you know, what kind of foods do you eat? Do you cook a lot at home? Do you travel a lot? What's it look like for you?
0: Um, I travel a lot, but when I'm not traveling, I absolutely cook at home. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's sometimes a bit of a challenge getting, you know, getting, um, uh, keto friendly food at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, and yeah, I do practice, uh, intermittent fasting. So I do a 16, 8, 16 off food mm-hmm. and then eight, eight hour window of, of, uh, you know, of eating. Mm-hmm. So I generally will stop eating around 7 PM at night and then I'll start eating again around eleven eleven 11 AM or noon. Mm-hmm. And I would say that lunch, I mean, most people save their big meal for later, I usually, um, I usually have my big meal at lunch <laughs> and usually consists of, I mean, it, it consists of 70% fat, 20% protein, 10% uh, carbs, but the carbs are coming from, you know, cruciferous vegetables uh-huh. or, you know, greens like the uh, variety of different types of lettuces, kale Um, I have a garden at our, you know, at our facility, so I can just walk outside and actually (laughs) pick any of the greens that I want, which is nice. (laughs) Yes, it is. So I'll, you know, and then I'll have a piece of, you know, like steak or, you know, or chicken or fish and make sure that there's plenty of olive oil on it. And Mm -hmm. that would be, that would be my lunch and, you know, really nice, clean fat, you know, it's very satiating. So it, it, last me in through the evening. And then, uh, up until seven o'clock, um, I'll like maybe graze on some nuts. My, uh, my go-to snack is sunflower seeds and, and pumpkin seeds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'll have those and a glass of wine,
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a
0: glass of red wine. Yes. And, you know, and that, that would be, that's my extent of my lifestyle.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. That sounds very good. We eat very similarly. I'd say I typically my, my lunchtime meal, whenever that takes place, I typically don't eat till a little bit later, usually around one or two, but that's like my big meal of the day. And then I usually just kind of graze for dinner, but
0: yeah, sounds (laughs) good and healthy.
1: Yeah. And I, and I definitely like to have my glass of wine. (laughs) Not going to lie. Every (laughs) listener that has listened to this podcast ever knows that, pretty much most days of the week I will have a glass of red wine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that's, I mean, that would be my, that's, I would say my final vice, Mm because I I actually um, recently gave up dairy, and which was a hard one, because I was getting a lot of my protein from, you know, from whey protein, Uh um, eating a lot of cheese, but I was finding that I, you know, did, I take blood tests fairly often, Mm -hmm. because... You know, I want to document exactly what's going on. And I was seeing that I was having some inflammation, uh, indicators kind of come up Mm -hmm. and the doctor's like, have you ever thought of cutting out dairy? And I'm like, no, no." (laughs) you know, yeah, I I
1: feel your pain actually, Tom, because I have just recently started feeling like I, like dairy is probably what is causing some of my issues right now um, when I am testing, I don't test that often, but I've started doing more blood tests to, to figure this out for myself. And hmm. <clears throat> I am thinking because I really, the only dairy that I have is cheese. Um, oh, okay. but I do, I do a fair amount of cheese and I'm starting to feel like I've pinpointed that that is my, my issue. And, um, so I'm <laughs> thinking, that I might have to give that up for a while and see if that changes things, and I am not excited about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a, I didn't have like a super hard time giving it up. I thought it was going to be super hard. Yeah. Um, the next one is going to be giving up my wine, oh. and I'm I <laughs> journaled about that actually this morning, and it's like okay, so July fourth is going to be Independence Day, and that mm. is going to be me growing independent of my. Glass of wine at night. Mm. So
1: well, there you go. Well, there you go. Set your intentions. We just talked about it. We, you mm-hmm. can do this.
0: <laughs> I know I can do it. It's like I'm not looking forward to it because yeah. it, I do consider it. I do consider it my reward at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, I, from what I've seen and and people that I've talked to, that seems to be a pretty common thing that that's your reward. Yeah, that's your scoop snack. So. Mm. That's right. I, well, That's right. I know. So I have to find another reward um reward system and and go from there. Um can I ask you which uh uh which blood test you took?
1: Oh, well, I just tested at home. I mean like with a glucometer.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know because but I have, to...
1: have done I have done testing um I did it through um so with my functional medicine practitioner, I did do blood testing. Um I actually did blood testing and stool testing um for uh food allergies uh food sensitivities and i believe the one that i did was through um so i did one through genova and oh, yeah and i can't but i think my blood i think my stool test was the genova and i think the blood test um i can't remember off the top of my head which one it was was
0: it parydia
1: it might have been but the interesting thing about it when I did this Tom is I had zero food sensitivities or intolerances and zero allergies, nothing, um, came up. And my husband did his at the same time and he had several things that came up. Um, Hmm. and I, as a nutritional therapy practitioner, I have learned, um, other ways to test for food sensitivities, um, that you don't have to do blood work, um, through like lingual neuro testing and stuff. So now I can, Hmm do this to myself. (laughs) So, um, but I haven't, you know, to be honest with you, I think I'm afraid of what my results are going to be. So Mm -hmm. right now I'm noticing that when I have a day that I do a lot of uh, cheese, Mm -hmm. then my ketones are lower. I've, I've, my blood glucose actually will go up. And, um, I think I'm seeing some, I think it's just in response to, um, to cortisol rising and, and my body is just not happy with the cheese that I'm eating. I really think that's what it is, but there are some things that I can do to kind of test that theory, mm-hmm. um, you know, test for a histamine response. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to end up doing, but I'm kind of been putting it off
0: because <laughs> you don't want to know.
1: I don't want to know. Cause when I know then I'm yeah. going to be like, okay, darn it. Now I can't have it anymore. So,
0: yeah. so
1: yeah, I, I know it's a whole mind game with myself, but <laughs>
0: Yeah, but we share that. Mm -hmm. So like I've done every kind of testing, you know, that you can imagine just because I wanted to see, you know, that kind of, you know, that kind of data collection, like is this, how is this affecting me? Mm -hmm. You know, has being on a ketogenic, you know, lifestyle, has that, you know, affected my blood pressure level? Has Mm -hmm. it affected my, you know, my body temperature and Mm -hmm. how does it affect my blood makeup? And Mm -hmm. how does it affect my, uh, my cholesterol, you know, my HDL, LDL, you know, I wanted to really dive into that because there's a lot of, there's huge misconception out there that if you have high cholesterol, it immediately puts you in the danger zone, Mm -hmm. which is completely not true. Right. You know, it's the type of cholesterol and it's like, Is it free cholesterol and is it binding? And I mean, there's so many things out there, you know, and it's like you would think that a general practitioner would be able to tell you, tell you these things. But I think that it's super important that, you know, if you are on ketogenic diet or if you're any kind of particular lifestyle that you find a really, really good functional medicine practitioner. Mm
1: hmm yes i agree and uh, having spoken with a few um you know board certified general practitioners that are excellent doctors um i I know that these you know when you are when you're a kind of a a, you know a a general practitioner a general md a general medical doctor you know they have um they have things that they have to follow and if they mm-hmm. don't follow procedure then the board is going to come down on them and one of those things is uh, cholesterol screening so when they screen mm-hmm. you for cholesterol you hit a certain number for total cholesterol they don't care where that number is coming from if mm-hmm. they don't tell you that you need to start taking a statin drug to lower that then they can be in trouble for that
0: yeah. And I, I, and I've read so many negative things about statins mm-hmm. and it's like, I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a broken, it's a broken healthcare
1: system. So if you can go to a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor um, that is able to, they, they don't have to answer to that board and they don't, you know, they're going to look at the root of what's going on and kind of look at those causes and they're going to break down that cholesterol panel. They're not just going to look at your total cholesterol and tell you that your LDL is, you know, this. And so that makes it bad without knowing the particle size and doing all that kind of thing. Um, you know, you really have to get to a doctor that that can, that can look at that and is able to look at that, um, you know, and, and can help you that way instead of just saying, yeah, you fall into this category. So here's your pill.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's kind of
1: scary. Um, while we're talking about food, I want to, I want to have you talk a little bit, um, about your company. I know you said Mm. icon foods and you do, I know a little bit about it. I want my uh, listeners to hear a little bit, um, that you are, so you have a, you do Stevia products, um, as well as, uh, what monk fruit and, um, a couple of other, I think you, you do some erythritol blends. And so kind of tell us a little bit about that and what you guys are working on and some of the, there's some really exciting things that you're doing for those of us in the ketogenic world to be looking forward to.
0: Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to them too. I, um, yeah, like I, I mentioned before, I founded the, founded my company in 1999 and we, we, originally we were one of the, the first, um, manufacturers and importers of stevia into the United States. And I mean, my goal was to build, you know, build a strong consumer brand and then parlay that consumer brand equity into an ingredient company. I always wanted to be an ingredient company. And we just found that like after 2000, Six there was this huge massive demand mostly from sports nutrition companies for clean sweetening systems Mm -hmm. um, meaning a sweetening a a combination of sweeteners that could be used as a plug-in replacement for table sugar so That's I mean, that's basically what we do. So we we do have commodity sweeteners like stevia monk fruit erythritol xylitol Um, we brought in allulose recently and we've been doing a lot of work with allulose. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, we do supply hundreds of manufacturers, you know, with clean label sweetening systems that they can use to cut back their, their added sugars and appeal to ketogenic market. But, um, I would say that the biggest playground we've got is, is, is our icon food science division. Mm -hmm. And that is literally a 3000 square foot lab where we do nothing but develop and reformulate uh, products targeting the ketogenic market. So we've been developing uh, an ice cream, an ice cream mix that, you know, that has less sugars, more protein, better flavor profile than Halo Top. We've got a line of condiments that we're going to be releasing under the Geoghan Keto brand. Um, those come out in July. So we've got barbecue sauce and uh, ketchup, steak sauce, teriyaki sauce, um, and uh, sweet chai, uh, Thai chili sauce, and gummies and cookie mixes, <laughs> chocolate chips, and chocolate bars. That's <laughs> I mean, awesome. you just go on. So basically anything that I'm hungry for, I can just go down in the lab and say, let's make this today. So That's
1: perfect. I love that. So of- you're talking about um, like, so what are you using in those um, products as like you're talking about the gummies and the ice cream? What are you using in those products as uh, the sweeteners?
0: Well, I've been really leaning into an allulose, stevia and monk fruit blend. Um, so there's a lot of talk in the, in the keto community about allulose, like is allulose is allulose safe? Will allulose take you out of keto? Um, allulose is something that I've worked with for the past five years. Um, so, and we just released it, um, in 2017. So I worked with it for over four years before even, even bringing it to the market because I wanted to do the research. I wanted to make sure that we had um, at least two to three different manufacturers um, that could provide us with a reliable supply chain. Mm-hmm. So finally, those things came to fruition. And then we've been doing a lot of work with, um, with uh, companies that are manufacturing ketogenic products, and we've been retooling their products using allulose And we've done in-house studies where we've drawn blood uh, prior to consuming the allulose and checking blood sugar levels and ketone levels, and then consuming approximately 20 grams of allulose in a variety of different products. Um, One of them that was the most amount of fun was a big bowl of keto ice cream (laughs) with a bunch of um, keto-friendly caramel topping. Oh it was it was just obscene it was it was delicious <laughs> and then so we tested before and we tested after and what we found is that the allulose actually brought down blood sugar levels a little bit and actually bumped up um, the uh, our ketone levels
1: all right so that's so a game changer
0: <laughs> it is a game changer because the other options the other options that keto that keto followers had were stevia, which some people don't like stevia because it's mm-hmm. got some licorice flavored off notes. Mm-hmm. Um, monk fruit has uh, off notes that are maybe reminiscent of uh, of melon rind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's erythritol and erythritol does for some people cause a little bit of stomach upset. Um, but it, but the thing about erythritol is that it's a polyol. It's not really... A saccharide, which is a sugar, meaning it doesn't participate in Maillard. And Maillard is the, is the chemical reaction between fats and proteins or sugars and proteins mm-hmm. that causes caramelization. Mm-hmm. So trying to cook and bake with erythritol has its challenges. So you'll get cookies that are like mostly like a brick. Yeah. Um, you could eat them and they're delicious, but it, they're not going to have the same sort of mouthfeel and texture as one that was made with sugar. But since, you know, since allulose does participate in Maillard, it does caramelize, it functions just like like sugar, um, you're able to leverage the alchemy of baking, um, you know, with alternative flours, like almond meal and stuff like that, and actually have really good quality, delicious baked goods. It works amazing in ice cream um, because the thing in ice cream is like you want it to be fluffy Mm -hmm. and that's called overrun. So overrun is where there's more air in the ice cream. Mm -hmm. So it actually helps with the overrun and it also helps with freezing depression point, meaning that you're able to chill the ice cream below 32 degrees without it becoming solid as a rock. Mm -hmm. So we've done a lot of experiments with it. I know that it shows up on in, on a nutritional uh, panel as an added sugar right now mm-hmm. that's being lobbied, um, you know, with the FDA to change that ruling. And I think within the next two to three months, uh, allulose will have its own its own line item and it'll be pulled out of an added sugar. And that's when I think you are going to see thousands of products come out that are using allulose that are keto keto safe
1: oh that's amazing i i love everything you just said sounds <laughs> fantastic especially the caramel part uh that is one thing that i miss on keto i'll tell you is there is no i at least that i have found good way to make like a, a caramel or caramel oh. sauce or you just can't do it
0: oh it's super easy i mean we have we have a pro- the product called keto sweet plus it's uh you know it's the stevia. Uh, monk fruit blend and you simply put it in a put it in a pan Mm -hmm. heat it up put in some butter bring it to bring it to a point where it starts to turn that sort of golden brown Mm -hmm. and i mean it it works seamlessly
1: oh my gosh i need some of that like yesterday i'll get you
0: (laughs) i'll get you some
1: (laughs) my mouth's watering while you're talking (laughs) nice Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. I, you know what, I'm so excited that you are out there doing this and working on this stuff because this is what's going to make this lifestyle doable for people. Um, you know, I don't subscribe to the idea. I know there are people, um, in this industry that, um, you know, kind of poo poo the whole, uh, sweet thing. They say, well, you go ketogenic and you need to get rid of that, that, you know, the sweet tooth and you don't need that anymore. And, you know, you're going backwards if you're indulging in these sweet treats. And and I just don't agree with that. I think that, um, you know, I was very strict in the beginning on my ketogenic Uh, You know journey I I didn't have anything sweet and I didn't have wine and I was I was very you know I was trying to change my palate and change my habits and get into a better uh, habit of, of eating and lifestyle and everything and but you know once I felt like I was in a good place then I am like you know what yeah I'm not gonna go my whole life without having some ice cream or a cookie or I mean like how boring is that so so yeah I, I like to have some of the, the sweets and I do the um, stevia and um, you know a little bit of erythritol I I actually prefer the erythritol taste over stevia for most things. However, I feel like, um I don't know that I get stomach upset necessarily, but I do feel like uh, erythritol will bloat you know, I feel like I get a little bit of bloating, uh like water retention from that.
0: Yeah, um, that's pretty common because you know, because it's a polyol or an alcohol sugar, what it what it what it has a tendency to do is to draw moisture. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, you know, if you consume too much erythritol, like I would say if you're consuming over 15 to 20 grams of erythritol, mm-hmm. it could definitely put you into a situation where you might feel bloated. You might mm-hmm. get gas. Uh, some people might, you know, um, experience a bit of a laxation effect. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just it, it's literally because it's getting into your, you know, into your, your, uh, large intestine mm-hmm. and, and then ultimately your, your small intestine and what it does is it increases water activity because it is drawing water in. Um, and that's probably why you're experienced that. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you stay under, if you stay under 20 grams per day, you should be just fine.
1: That's, that's great. Okay. Well, that is uh, super good news, and I'm excited that uh, we've, we're going to have these great things that you, you guys are working on and getting these things out there. It's, I think it's just going to make this lifestyle so much easier for people. Just one more thing to, to help people make this a reality without feeling mm-hmm. like they're giving up too much. Well, thank you. Yeah. We try. So I really appreciate having you on here today, Tom, and I, I want to be respectful of your time. I know um, my listeners don't know this, but prior to connecting with you, I had a little bit of technical difficulty on my end, so so they cut us a little bit short. But, um, but you have just given us so much great information, and um, I definitely will link to you know all of your stuff in the show notes and Great. can you let people um know is there any way that people can kind of um follow you or kind of see what your company's doing are you on social media or are there things that they can check out
0: Yeah, we're all over <clears throat> we're all over social media. <clears throat> so if you, you know, if you look us up, uh look up my company Icon Foods. Mm-hmm. So Icon Foods on LinkedIn, on Twitter, um uh, and Instagram, uh, you'll be able to see what we're doing in our lab. Uh, then, if you also want to, you know, see what new um, what new keto offerings we've got, if you just go to Guy Gone Keto, like Guy Gone Keto.com, mm-hmm. um, you can see copies of my book. If you order the book online, I'll autograph it for you. Um, and then in the middle of July is when we'll be releasing the. Um, Uh, the condiments Mm -hmm. Um, so if you want to follow us on you know if you want to follow us on Instagram uh, or Twitter it's just Guy Gone Keto and you know you can direct message me I answer every single DM that's out there
1: that's awesome yeah I am super excited to follow how this is all coming out we need some really good condiments I honestly don't think that there's (laughs) anything out there specifically barbecue sauce (laughs) That that I enjoy most of them either have the wrong kind of sweetener like a, mm. a sucralose or something or they just don't taste that great. There's just not a lot of flavor.
0: Well, these are delicious. I have <laughs> sure. got they have MCT oil in them, so they've got you know plenty of good healthy fat. Um, mm. You know, we've been working on them for a long time and have done a lot of tasting panels, and I think that everybody's going to be really happy with it. That's when it so comes exciting!
1: Out. Yeah, I am so glad that we've got a guy like you in our corner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> guy gone keto. That's
1: right. This is amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Tom. And um, I'm sure people are going to be jumping on. I know for sure I will be following everything that you're doing, so I can be in the know of what's happening in our in our awesome. ketogenic world.
0: Awesome. Well, Jessica, thanks for having me on your podcast. It's uh, I, really awesome and. Yeah, I listened to your past shows and it's like now I'm hooked.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Thank you for that. All right. Well, you have a great week. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. So thanks for listening to that episode today. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that you got some good information with um, my guest Tom King there. He's got a lot going on. I think he is definitely someone to follow in our ketogenic community and kind of see what he's, what exciting things he has on the horizon for you. And one way I'm going to help make that a little bit easier for you to kind of be able to enjoy some of these great um, products that his company is putting out and some of the fun things that he's got coming is I'm going to do a giveaway. So um, that's the exciting announcement here and it's going to be an awesome giveaway. Okay. I'm going to do like this huge package. So, not only is someone going to win the Guy Gone Keto book, but I'm also going to send you an entire goodie package, uh, Care of Tom and his company, with uh, some of his sweeteners in there and um, some other goodies that are going to be a surprise. But I will be putting that message out on my Instagram and Facebook pages here in the next uh, day or two. So it just in kind of honor of this podcast of being released today. So make sure you head on over to my Instagram page that is at That Keto Blonde. So again, I am That Keto Blonde on Instagram. And then on Facebook, you can find me at Facebook.com forward slash Jessica tai Nutrition. And if you want to follow me there, then I will let you know when um, that giveaway is going to start and I will let you know how to enter that. So Get on over there, enter that giveaway. It's going to be some great stuff, guys, and his book is a really great read. It's easy, it's short, it's to the point, and he's got a lot of really good tips and information in there that I think you'll really enjoy. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode.